This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week is part two of my two-part series on IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. But before we get into that, I just wanted to remind you about my Facebook group, The Wellness Glow Solutions for Stress, Fatigue and Anxiety please go over to my Facebook page and join my group if you're interested in learning more about this. The reason I bring this up for this episode is, of course, as we discussed last week, the link between stress and IBS is very real. And so if you are suffering from IBS, then it's quite likely that you'll get some real value out of joining my free Facebook group. So I hope to see you there. But last week we talked about what is IBS and this week I'm going to talk about what you could expect if you go and see a naturopath about IBS. We actually have a really diverse range of tools at our disposal to help you and they range from mind-body techniques to um, prebiotics, probiotics, herbal medicines, nutrition. And so let's just jump straight into this. Firstly, what's really important is to make sure that we have the right diagnosis. And as I explained last week, the diagnosis of IBS is actually quite complex because it really is a disease of exclusion in so much as you really need to exclude other bowel diseases such as inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis 
Um, diverticulitis might be also be a possibility uh, that all of these have very similar symptoms. So once we can, we have ruled out other bowel diseases. And if you meet the Rome four criteria, if you remember, I explained them last week. So uh, if you haven't reviewed last week's episode, I really encourage you to do that now and then come back to this one. It'll make a lot more sense. So essentially, once we've decided that, yes, it is IBS, so what do we do about it? So one of the first things that I do with my clients is I look at stress because stress is often an underlying cause of IBS. So stress management tools such as um, belly breathing, such as yoga, meditation, such as just spending time in nature. Like there's so many different options for stress management. And that is really something that will depend on your lifestyle, on your time limitations, what you enjoy doing uh, for relaxation. So that is really, really um, very much a purely tailored kind of experience. So stress management is huge. And I start with that straight away. And at the same time, I think it's really important to get stool testing done. And the reason for this is it just tells us what is going on in your bowel. So it'll tell us if you have a parasite, it'll tell us if you have other type of bacterial infection or fungal infection or virus. So it's really important to establish if there is any underlying infection in the gut. It will also tell me the state of your gut microbiome in terms of the balance of the beneficial and the non-beneficial bacteria. And again, this is really important when coming up with a treatment plan because sometimes there might be a need to get rid of some of those non-beneficial bacteria um, before reintroducing uh, probiotics, for example, and it can also guide the selection of probiotics because these days there's so much research in the area that we can actually prescribe really specific strains of probiotics to help whatever health condition you might have. And you might have multiple health conditions as well as the IBS. So um, whatever is selected will help address whatever's going on in your body. Also, what's really important is to look at food intolerances. You might remember last week uh, in that episode, the part one, I talked about the fact that food intolerances can be one of the underlying causes of IBS. And so to do a food and mood journal can be really helpful to help identify any foods that are causing your symptoms. And I can't, you know, lots of, lots of times people come to see me and they're, they're like, oh yes, um, dairy doesn't agree with me. And then they'll do a food and mood journal and come back to me in a week and say, wow, I can't believe how much dairy I'm actually eating and I'm not reacting to it. It's actually something else. So it's really beneficial to do a food and mood journal to really nail down what is it that's causing your symptoms. And often that can help to do that. Sometimes we need to do some further testing, uh, but I would always go for the food and mood journal first. And then once we do identify what are these um, foods that are causing perhaps a bit of a reaction, then let's eliminate them. So The idea of eliminating certain foods for a short period of time, generally say six to eight weeks, is to allow the 
bowel some time to heal. When you are putting foods into your body that are constantly causing your body to have a reaction, it's an immune reaction, it sets up an inflammatory process, and that can be um, healed by avoiding those foods for a certain period of time. Six to eight weeks is often enough. Sometimes we need to have a little bit more depending on how much inflammation there is there. And often during that time, people feel just so much better just from eliminating the foods. But obviously at the same time, we're putting in the stress management techniques and also looking at some other more proactive gut healing uh, methods. So using, for example, amino acids such as glutamine, which is the preferred fuel of the intestinal cells will really help to heal them up. Also, maybe I might use some herbal medicines that are anti-inflammatory that will, uh, some of them are called mucilage, that will actually put a bit of a coating on the bowel just to help protect it, to allow it to heal so that we can then put in some probiotics. And remember, with IBS, there are some really specifically researched probiotics, but also if you have like um, anxiety as well, then the probiotics that can be prescribed will also address that. So it's, it's so amazing what we can do these days with probiotics if we use the, the right formulations and the right strains. So that's why it's really important to get advice from a practitioner that's actually trained in how to use the probiotics and not just going to the pharmacy and picking something out of the fridge. It's just not going to give you the same result. Um, and I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and said, oh, I've tried probiotics and they didn't work. And it's like, well, did you try the right ones? And when you try the right ones, it's incredible the difference that will make. So as well as giving probiotics, which are probiotics are just bacteria, um, we also give prebiotics, which are going to feed the good gut bacteria or the beneficial gut bacteria. And we will sometimes use them together for a period of time, sometimes not, sometimes we go straight to food sources. It really does depend on the individual. And along with all of these uh, treatment protocols, it's simple things as well, like increasing the fluid intake, particularly for constipation dominant IBS, there will be some slightly different things that I would do, such as being very um, encouraging of increasing the fluid intake. Also, exercise has been shown, and this may not be of any surprise, but it has actually been shown in research to improve uh, constipation. So there are a couple of things that will assist, and that exercise can be as simple as an early morning walk. Uh, it can be some sort of abdominal exercises as well that might help. And for diarrhea, again, we, I would also keep the fluids up so that you don't get dehydration, but there may be some other types of herbal medicines or types of foods that I might um, prescribe to help manage the diarrhea that takes place with uh, some forms of IBS. So that's pretty much I'm, what I'm going to cover today with treatment of IBS. So as you can tell, it is really very individualized and I would really encourage you rather than trying to just manage this yourself to 
get some professional help. I There's so many people that come and see me that have been dealing with their symptoms for years and years because they think there's nothing that can be done or they think, well, this is normal for me or they embarrassed because, I mean, let's face it, it's not comfortable to be talking about um, bowels and um, symptoms and describing poo and all of that sort of thing. But just know that as healthcare professionals, this is the kind of stuff we do every day. And to me, it's it's as normal as, as talking about I don't know what kind of ice cream you like. Um, it's as you know what what does your poo look like? So it's it's not something that I find embarrassing. So it's really important to get this uh, these symptoms dealt with, and also because you know there may be an an underlying more serious problem that needs to be addressed. So by putting up with symptoms for a long period of time, you are. Um, potentially going to be having uh, disguising uh, a problem that is more serious and needs attention, or it, the the longer you have these inflammatory processes set up in your gut, the um, you're increasing your chances of getting. Uh, long-term chronic illness. We know there's big connections between inflammation in the gut and long-term chronic illness. So it's super important to get this stuff looked at and just go beyond any sort of embarrassment you might be feeling. Because let me assure you, I'm not embarrassed talking about this stuff. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the uh, episode. This is a bit of a shorter one today uh, because I just really wanted to keep it very much focused towards IBS and the treatment. If you have any questions, please feel free to message me on social media. I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook, so feel free to follow me on those platforms as well as subscribing to the podcast and please leave me a review. I really appreciate it when you do. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.